How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. It's so great to have you along, and uh, today we're talking about a topic that I'm sure has impacted each and every one of you at some point in your life, and June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, and here to talk about that, we have Christy Koval. She's the Director of Public Policy for the Alzheimer's Association Connecticut Chapter, and also spends a lot of time at what I always call the Big House, which is the state capital in my mind, um, because she is also the region policy liaison for New England. So, Chrissy, thank you so much for being here and talking about this topic. You know, it's to me, it's it's mixed emotions, right? We have a month for everything or a day for everything. Um, and really, Alzheimer's and also brain awareness is something that we we should be talking about and we should be learning about and concerned about each and every day of our lives. You're absolutely right. And, and you know, June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month. So we like to say, you know, you can turn your, your passion into action, you know, and get involved in advocacy or learn about the warning signs of the disease or, you know, fundraise for the Alzheimer's Association. But, you know, so many families are experiencing this right now. Yeah. And, it, and the numbers are growing. So, you know, to your point, this is something that we need to do education on every single day. So let me ask you this. And, and I have um, a neighbor. It's a very sad story that lives across the street from me. She's probably in her early 60s. But when she was in her late 50s, you know, she would come over to the house and I, I noticed something was off, but I, I couldn't really, you know, pinpoint it. So to make a long story short, um, she's just got, she has dementia. And to the where the quality of life, she doesn't know who anybody is. I mean, it's just really, really sad. Full-time caregiver. Her husband was her caregiver. And unfortunately, he passed away about a month ago. And I think that part of the situation was the reason for his passing. What is the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia? It's a great question. It's a question that I get all the time. So we like to think of um, uh, dementia as the umbrella term, right? Mm-hmm. So under that umbrella... Alzheimer's disease is a type of dementia, but there are other types of dementia like Lewy body disease, Huntington's disease, you could have a vascular dementia. And so when we are working with families or, or people call our 24-hour helpline and they are interested in you know, wanting to get a diagnosis, it's important because you, know, you can get diagnosed with dementia, but dementia is the collection of symptoms. So you want to get diagnosed specifically with the type of dementia that you have because each type presents differently. I see. Okay, so is that what your agency does? One of the many things that we're going to get into during this conversation. Do you actually have people come in and you 
evaluate them? So we do not. So what we do, we have a 24-hour helpline, and that number is 800-272-3900. And the helpline um, is a really good resource for people to call if they have questions about a loved one or questions about themselves. Mm -hmm. Also, our website, which is alz.org, on there is just you know, every single resource you can possibly imagine from the latest in research to the warning signs for Alzheimer's to, you know, how can people get involved in advocacy efforts to things like when is it time to take the keys away if somebody is still driving. So we like to say that, you know, you need to get diagnosed by a physician Mm -hmm. and it's a diagnosis of exclusion, meaning you rule out other things because it could be something else, not, not Alzheimer's disease, but we can help a family or you know someone who has questions in terms of steering them in the right way you know and that's a great thing about websites and websites like yours is that do your homework do your research inform yourself right um, and in a lot of these situations you have to have that person to do that you know for the other individual because maybe they're not capable of that so you have to do the homework for them you have to have what we call an advocate right someone who sees something and says ooh maybe mom's off maybe my sister's off let me do my research let me do my reading and so websites today and all that information that you have taken the time instead of googling it and who knows what comes up you've put it all in one place for people which is such a great resource it is and you know that's what we're here for right so Mm -hmm. you know again alz.org ct is the connecticut chapter website and people can look on there for anything they're they're possibly you know thinking about whether or not they're an active caregiver Right, and they want some tips and tricks mm-hmm. on on things that they can do, you know, to alleviate their stress, or again, if they're really just concerned about themselves or a loved one, or you know, they want to read about the latest research because we fund a lot of research both here in Connecticut but also nationwide. And that's what I want to talk about too, because with with all of these things that we have that go on out there, research really is the key. Because I know and I've seen in the news lately that there have been some new medications that are trial medications that that are coming through that are actually having an impact. Can you talk a little bit about where your organization is right now locally and nationally when it comes to research and is there hope there is tremendous hope. And, and you know, I can tell you that I've been with the association, you know, a long time. And we are now um, funding research at the federal government um, to the tune of $3.7 billion a year. Wow. When I started, um, you know, back in 2008, it was somewhere around $400 million a year. And this is money that the federal government is is allocating for research funding. But the increases in research funding at the NIH, at the National Institutes of Health, are only because advocates have stepped up, right? And they've talked to their member of Congress and said, you know, we need more research for Alzheimer's disease. You know, just to level set, cancer, you know, gets somewhere around $6 billion a year. So you think about the advances, you know, in diseases. And really, it all starts with research funding. Um, here in Connecticut, we fund uh, just about $1.7 million a year. You know, we fund at Yale, um, at UConn Health, um, and we fund a lot of research projects. And it's not just the medications, and, and I can talk a little bit about that, but it's also now lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Right. If you if you got to live with it, how do you best live your best life knowing that you've got, you know, this? And, and a lot of these folks, too... You know, it's a progressive disease. Do we call it a disease? It is. Yes, it is, it is a disease, and okay. it is progressive. And okay, so that you know what's coming, right? And I think we've we've seen it, a great example of this 
maybe with Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and and isn't it kind of sad sometimes it takes a celebrity to really raise the profile of these things that that everyday folks are dealing with, you know, in their lives. It's true. And, you know, as you know, um, Pat Summit, you mm-hmm. know, the, the former coach of, uh, you know, in basketball, yes. she also had a, a dementia. So, you know, it's it is that it does raise the profile because people become more and that aware. can be a good thing. It yes, it does it does help because then people notice when someone is you know if they're concerned about themselves or they notice a family member when it's in the news they're they're gonna you know check things out. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Christy Koval and she is the director of public policy for the Alzheimer's Association Connecticut chapter. Um, Let's get right to some of those warning signs. Um, we do hope that people go to alz.org and, and check out all the information. But for our listeners this morning, let's just talk about what some of those warning signs may be. Now, I know I myself, I've sat in the office when my father, when he was alive, when they would give him these dementia tests, and I, I couldn't do it. And, it, you know, it, it concerned me, like, geez, maybe something's wrong with me. So um, what are some of the warning signs that people should look for in their loved ones or maybe even themselves? So the thing I like to explain to people is it's memory changes that affect daily life. Okay, so this is not, Alzheimer's disease is not going out and trying to find your car in a garage or you wondering know, where your car keys or your cell phone correct. are. Correct. Or, okay. you know, walking into a room like we all do and going, why did I come in here? Okay, good. That is not Alzheimer's disease, good. okay? That makes me feel better. Yes. <laughs> it makes a lot of people feel better. However, if you're noticing, you know, you're going to your, like, let's say your, your parents' house and you're noticing things that are just out of place, right? Maybe, you know, keys are in the fridge or other objects are not where they need to be. Um, you know, things like that. That could be, you know, a possibility that something is amiss, or you're noticing um, changes in communication, word finding, um, having conversations, or, you know, not being able to find your way home from a familiar place. Mm -hmm. I've heard about that a lot. You drive somewhere as simple as to the grocery store and you get lost coming home. Exactly, exactly, in a place that's not far, right? Right. So that's also a problem. So there's, and there's also things around visual and spatial relations. So again, that's when driving issues come up because we think about when you're trying to operate a car and where the stop sign is. Mm-hmm. So you you know that there there could be some, some issues around that. But really, if people have concerns about this, the, the best thing they can do is, you know, go to ALZ.org, um, you know, read about that, and then, you know, follow up with their doctor if they, if to get checked out. That's the, that is what we advise anyone to do. So this question I have, is it terminal? It is. Alzheimer's disease is a fatal disease. And how does that happen? So if you think about it, our brain controls everything Mm -hmm. in in our body. So, you know, it controls everything from, you know, the functioning. So it, it, it will impair how you function, whether it's bathing, dressing, but then let's go deeper into eating. And then let's go deeper into that, into difficulty, perhaps swallowing. So your brain is controlling everything. And it is a progressive degenerative disease, and it's fatal. Um, And oftentimes, you know, on a death certificate may not say Alzheimer's disease because it might be something else. But Mm -hmm. really, the person's been living with it for quite a while. And the average, there's no one cause in terms of like how long someone will live but generally on average people can live anywhere from four to 20 years that's an average and it's not a it's not a pretty existence is it it is not it is not and typically if somebody is diagnosed younger like like you Mm -hmm. were talking about your neighbor the the progression seems to be faster we're not sure why Um, but that's that is typically called younger onset 
um, and that's being diagnosed under the age of 65, which is is more rare, but also you know very troubling because usually the person is still working, um, may have children at home, so so it's much more complicated. Right. So again, June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month. Why have you lumped those two things together? Because we want people to know, um, not only for Alzheimer's disease, but Brain Awareness Month, you know, to really take care of your brain Mm. and to be proactive. And, you know, as I was mentioning, so there are things you can do um, in terms of prevention. And, you know, we are not just, you know, funding studies looking at medication, but the Alzheimer's Association is funding prevention studies right and really looking at lifestyle and things that things that that you can do to take care of your brain and your heart so what's good for your heart is good for your brain so what are some of those tips so things like eating healthy right exercise Mm -hmm. get enough sleep Mm, i do that yes (laughs) that's wonderful stay socially engaged um, all of these things, and again, as, as, you, as we age, you know, your, your body changes and your brain changes, so we want to make sure that people can live an active and healthy lifestyle. And there is more research being done all the time around the fact that you can, you know, take care of yourself, uh, you know, and have a more successful outcome. And how long can individuals, or does it vary, I'm sure, live independently with Alzheimer's and or dementia? It really varies. Okay. It depends on, you know, the biggest challenge with this disease is that people um, may not notice or may not take the warning signs seriously or may not get diagnosed. So they may not get that diagnosis until they're in the middle stages of the disease and they're really having some trouble. So, and then medications, you know, there's some symptom medications. There are two drugs right now that treat the disease, although they're not accessible and we are working hard. Why not? So, um, we are working very, very hard. There's two drugs right now that are not covered by Medicare, um, and um, they treat uh, the symptoms. And every single day that someone is not um, being able to access these medications, people are becoming ineligible to get them. So um, we are working really, really hard. Um, we have been having rallies at the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Um, we're having rallies across the country to, to demand access because we know that getting access to disease-modifying treatments is the route to go for people to have quality of life, not only with, the, for, for, with their families, but also it will save, you know, the state and our nation, you know, a lot of money because right yeah and i would hope that on your website because that's the other thing something like that makes me angry because i understand there have to be clinical trials i understand that you know you've got to go through this process but there are a lot of other things covid vaccines that get rushed through that are put into our bodies a lot more dangerous than this this is a helping thing i hope that on your website that people can become advocates how you know because you get frustrated by these things that you hear like you just said that frustrates me so what can we do what kind of action can we take individually that adds up and people listen Absolutely. People can go on our website, ALZ.org, and right on the homepage, you can read all about um, what is happening in research, what is happening with the drug approval process. You know, we do know that um, in early July, there will be a ruling on this second drug and whether or not it will, we will be able to get access to this. But there are no other diseases with FDA approved medications that have this barrier. So we, we are working hard. I mean, the Alzheimer's Association, we, we have a strong advocacy presence. Yes. So this is our front, this is our top priority. Well, and if you've had, you know, like, you know, one of your colleagues, if you've had a loved one that's gone through this and seen, you know, just what, it's so sad because these individuals sometimes don't even know who their daughter is, who their husband is. And so if there is something out there that can slow down the progression, is that what this 
medication does or what's the intention of the medication that they haven't released? So there are two medications okay. and they both target the amyloid. They ta they target plaque. So they, are, they remove that plaque and so it slows down the progression of the disease. So it's exciting. And if you think about, you know, just to level set two, where we were um, years ago in the HIV AIDS space, mm -hmm. right? And people didn't have access to those drugs and there were protests and there were marches because people want the option. They want the option to have that that discussion with their clinician to make the determination if they'd like to take a drug mm -hmm. that, that can give them more time. Right. And now we don't even hear about AIDS as much because the drug is accessible and people are living their lives. Correct. With and that disease. Exactly. And that is that is the thing. These drugs provide more time for families, but we need to get access so that they can make the determination. Unbelievable. Oh, you hit a button with me on that one. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, obviously your vision is that you want a world without Alzheimer's and without dementia. Um, and you rely very heavily on volunteers, not only here in the state of Connecticut, but across the United States. Um, why do they and how do they play such an important role? We rely on volunteers for a number of different things. So, you know, in our program space, we have volunteers that run support groups, you know, for caregivers, oh. as well as for folks in the early stage of the disease. And that is so important, you know, for people to be able to connect with each other and be able to support each other. We have um, volunteers that deliver education classes. Mm -hmm. And our, our classes are free of charge for family members, things on, you know, um, the warning signs of Alzheimer's disease or legal and financial resources, things like that. Um, all volunteers. We have volunteer advocates. We have volunteers that help us with our fundraising. You know, we rely on donations and our two signature events, the Walk to End Alzheimer's oh, yes. and mm -hmm. then the Longest Day are are mostly volunteer driven. Mm -hmm. So people will get involved in those events and support us, not just with donating and for, uh, forming a team, but maybe helping day of, you know, maybe a school wants to get involved right. and come out and help us on that. Um, you know, in the fall, Connecticut, we have six walks. So again, they, people can go on our website, ALZ.org, find a walk near them. We'd love to have as many volunteers. You know, I attended one of those educational seminars and one of the things that I never forgot is um, you know how people will like let's just use my mother as an example she'll say some you know, she'll tell me something and then you know a day later she's telling me the same story you know not to say mom you already told me that how many times are you going to tell me that to not scold these people because they don't really necessarily remember what they've said but to just you know make them feel comfortable to have a conversation because I would think that if you do that if they're scolded for repeating themselves they're just not going to talk to people because they're afraid that they are inadequate in their conversations. Absolutely. It's a short, it, this affects short-term memory, right. right? So there's there's no point in telling somebody because for them, it's hearing it for the first time mm -hmm. because they didn't remember telling you. Right. So you just, you know, it's, it's about acknowledging, it's about, you know, active listening, and it's about going into their reality. So wherever they are, and, and we all respond, right, to emotions. Mm -hmm. So how is someone going to feel if they're, if they're being reprimanded for something they legitimately just don't remember? Right. And, and like my father, when he was alive, you know, he could go Go back to the Korean War, he could tell you who he sat next to in junior high and who his teacher was. I mean, it, it's really kind of interesting how your brain can still go back. You can still remember the words to all the songs you used to listen to, but you don't remember what
what you had for breakfast. Exactly. And music is one of those very powerful tools, mm. right? And I know, you know, it's common and people understand that, that lyrics to a song or a childhood memory or, you know, you may see somebody in the later stages of the disease and they're looking for their, their parent, right? And their parent's yes. been deceased for many years, right? right? But, they, but they've sort of reverted back. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's just, it, it's very interesting how the brain works. You know, one of the things that I, w I wanted to chat about, too, and we'll go back to what you said before, is so many other diseases are, are so much better funded, right? And it's sad, isn't it, that we have to fight for one disease or another. We should be funding and, and research should be spread equally among each and every disease that an individual can suffer from. Um, and But I think a lot of people out there wonder this and might have this question. Some of our listeners might, you know, does the money really make a difference? Is the goal really to find a cure for this disease or is Big Pharma so invested that they don't want to find a cure? That is a great question. I'm so glad you asked me that. So what I can tell you is that, you know, we were just talking about the medication, you know, landscape, right? Mm -hmm. And up until recently, there were five drugs that really just treated symptoms, right? Most common are Aricept and Nemenda. And those are just symptom management. Now we have two drugs on the market, right, that actually are disease-modifying drugs, and there's a third one coming this year, and there's more in the pipeline. So it is actually a very exciting time because there has been more research funding. So it used to be that scientists and researchers were not getting funded, right? Yes. So they couldn't do the research. Mm -hmm. But now in the Alzheimer's space, it's actually really exciting because scientists are getting funding. So you're actually seeing a lot of progress. So I, I really like to say, even though there are some challenges right now, around access to these particular medications, we're gonna get through this challenge, right? We, we have made progress. It's exciting that there, there now are disease-modifying treatments for Alzheimer's disease. We have not been able to say that up until the last couple of years. Right, so let's say you're, you're at the severe stages of dementia. If, so does this medication that could be released, will that take you back to the way you were or do you have to take it before the progression gets really intense? The current two medications that are FDA approved, um, they are designed for people in the early stages of the disease. And how so, sad is it we can't get these? Sorry to interrupt, go ahead. No, no, it, it, it's a good question. So the thing is, is that, but more research will continue to happen, right? Because there is research around things happening in the later stages of the disease, right? Okay. So again, the first step is being able to get access to treatments in the early stage of the disease. So we can continue to, to look at how a disease-modifying treatment will provide somebody with more time. Ultimately, the goal is a cure, right? Mm -hmm. But we have to get to a place where we can really learn more. And, and progress has been happening. I mean, the fact that we've had this increase in the trajectory of federal funding for Alzheimer's disease research, and we're continuing to get bipartisan support. Well, why wouldn't you? Right. Well, well, nothing surprises me in nobody, government anymore. But that's also really positive. That's, okay, that's positive, but we're not there yet. So I want you folks to go to alz.org. All the information is there. And also, I'm going to give this out. We're almost to the end of the show again. So if you don't have that pen handy or your cell phone to put it in your notes, uh, I want to give out the helpline number, too, um, for the Alzheimer's Association Connecticut chapter is 800-272-3902. So you're um, you're a 
legislative liaison up at the state capitol for the Alzheimer's Association of Connecticut. What are you doing up there? Why are you lobbying on behalf of the organization? So um, we, we do a number of things. We've oh, actually... Wait, I want to change my question. Okay. Not why, what? So um, we do a lot of things on, on the state policy platform um, area. And one of them this year was um, really looking at um, homemaker companion agencies um, and looking at um, getting them trained, right? And so with that, um, there was some legislation that, that passed that is going to um, have these agencies um, be have the oversight of these agencies go to the Department of Public Health. And with that, they're going to put a plan in place to make sure that the Homemaker Companion Agency staff are trained in dementia or Alzheimer's. And so that's really, really positive. Mm -hmm. If you think about wanting to hire somebody in the yes. home, you want to make sure that person is trained. And we also um, got a bill passed to look at dementia coordination for Connecticut because we have to really look at all of our systems in place, right? And what we're doing about housing and access to programs and access to getting a diagnosis and how we're taking care of people and really looking at dementia coordination from a statewide perspective. So these were both really good things to happen this year on a statewide level. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of advocates that are, are helping us every year that, that are really comfortable and that I work with and that really want to you know use their voice with policymakers. You know, I was up at the Capitol a couple of weeks ago and there was a group of folks in their purple uh, t-shirts from AARP. And that's what you need to do, is you need to put your face and your voice to the issues that you're passionate about. And whether it's this, whether it's dementia, whether it's Alzheimer's, whether it's breast cancer, whatever it is, um, we really need to get involved. And people say, well, I'm just one person, one voice, I can't make a difference, but that's not true, right? You see it every day. No, and it's sharing your why. And you know, the legislators really want to see you. We had a great in-person advocacy day this year at the state capitol. It was our first in-person event, you know, since 2019, and people were so excited to come. Well, I applaud you and your organization um, for doing all this good work. Again, I want to give you the website, alz.org. The helpline, 800-272-3900. I could talk about this forever. Thanks for getting me fired up. I'm going to go do something about that. And Christy Koval um, from the Alzheimer's Association Connecticut Chapter, thank you for coming in studio. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Keep up the good fight and the good work over there, okay? I appreciate it. And say that. hello thank to you. my friend. I will. All right. I will. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to this edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.